Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami. Welcome to Three Yards with Carry. It is back to being a glorious victory Monday here at 3YPC Towers. The Dolphins with a heavy-handed beatdown of the disgusting New York football jets by 30 points to nothing, took the foot off the off the pedal only to save the uh, relationship between Mike McDaniel and Robert Sala in terms of their friendship. But make no mistake, this was a terrific performance by yours and my Miami Dolphins, and we will break it down over the next half an hour or so. I am Simon Clancy, joined as always by Alfredo Artiaga. Chris is not with us. He is uh, on a cruise, um, and I actually believe he really is on a cruise. That isn't a, um, I'm not trying to throw you a loop there. Um, and he, he might, and he may now. or may not be doing illicit drugs on on that. Yeah, on the cruise. we got a ver- we got a couple of very strange messages in our <laughs> WhatsApp group, uh, including, and I don't think Chris will mind. I've just got to find it. Um, so on when was it? On Saturday, we were talking about something, just some sort of businessy stuff. And Alf then mentioned uh, at 4.21 in the afternoon UK time, so 11.21 US Eastern Standard Time, Alf mentioned that one of our sponsors was back for January, to which I replied two minutes later with a thumbs-up emoji. And then four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, six hours exactly later, Chris just replied, on a Virgin Voyages cruise liner, we sail out in like 45 min with no uh, punctuation, Nobody had asked what he was doing. I didn't. I, I didn't want to know that. You know, 
it was my Saturday evening. I didn't know that he was, you know, who cares? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't I, think the sponsor cares, right? Like, the sponsor's not going to call him on the cruise, right? To which, to which I replied with a shrugging arms emoji, and then nothing happened. But, like, I don't know why he ventured that information. <laughs> it was just bizarre. Anyway, enough badinage. We are, of course, brought to you by our sponsors, uh, Price Picks. First of all, use the promo code three. That's the number three yards to get a one hundred dollar match bonus on your one hundred dollar deposit. And of course, by Manscaped, who are always with us, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code five. That's number five RSN at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code five number five RSN. Alf, tell the good people about Factor Meals. Uh if you could go to Factor Meals. Uh, factormeals.com forward slash three yards per carry five zero. That's uh, our dedicated page at factormeals.com. So again, that's factormeals.com forward slash the number three yards per carry five zero. And you use that promo code three yards per carry five zero. You get 50% off your first order. There's no truth to the rumor that Chris has not been on the podcast since we had our argument last week about uh, what might happen if Buffalo beat Dallas, uh, which obviously happened. And in fact, it happened in such emphatic style that maybe that's why he's gone on a cruise um, because he couldn't face <laughs> up to to what, what happened last week. We will probably talk a little bit about the ominous-looking Buffalo Bills who are appearing closer and closer in the rearview mirror. But before we get to that, let's break down what happened yesterday. And Alf, I, I mean, the biggest takeaway for me from, from the Dolphins' convincing and very satisfying victory yesterday was and we gave Mike McDaniel a lot of criticism after the Monday night game against Tennessee. I gave him a hate ball um, for for that coaching performance. I, I think this was about as as well judged uh, a head coaching and an offensive play calling job that he might have done at any point during his tenure in Miami. Um, just in terms of how he understood exactly what was needed, he didn't push the envelope where he could have you know tried a lot of big plays and a lot of he took everything that the defense gave us um yeah he wasn't afraid to run the ball he wasn't afraid to, to afraid to to you know throw screens and little dump offs and little check downs and those sorts of things i thought it was a very mature head coaching and offensive coordinating performance from a man who was under a little bit of pressure not for his job obviously because his, the job he's been doing is tremendous but just given how it played out with the titans last week and a couple of times you know through the season some of those short yardage situations and some of those he can't try maybe tries to outthink himself a little bit i thought it was a very mature head coaching performance from mike mcdaniel yesterday absolutely and uh i like to see a team you know their disposition before a game and they had a more serious look to them didn't they like Hmm. They they look like a like a team that knew what was at stake, knew how important the game was, and they weren't going to put anything at risk. One bad throw by by Tua all game, and I really found uh, instructive what uh, Mike McDaniel said today when they asked him, "Were you trying to set up that deep ball to to Jalen Waddle with all those short passes?" And he was like, "No, I, I just I wanted to make sure that Jalen Waddle was involved." And that he knew that he was the biggest part of the game plan. So I just tried to put the ball in his hands the first two plays of the game. And, you know, that's just that's just great coaching to send a message with your play call. Uh, it's the same thing with an offensive line when, you know, it's third and one and you keep calling passes. Sometimes your offensive line might lose a little confidence because, you know, if you don't do it all game and then all of a sudden you do it in the third quarter, you're like, okay, 
well, now you want to execute third and one uh, running behind me, but you didn't trust me the three other times. That was another statement at the goal line, three runs. And yes, I understand it took them three plays to get one yard, but nobody cares. I'm okay with that though. Yeah, that nobody cares. The the you still get six points. Like if you score on the first play, I don't think they give you an extra half a point or anything. You know what I mean? I absolutely love that because as soon as they got that ball there, as soon as Zach Sealer picked that up, and by the way, he almost scored again. Like mm. the, some some players are just lucky, and he's one of those lucky ones. As soon as they got the ball at that one yard line, I was thinking to myself, yeah, if it takes three runs, maybe even four runs, we'll do four runs. Because that's what you got to do there. And sure enough, it worked again. Uh, it was a very, uh, I liked your word, mature. But uh, I also would like to say that they breathed really well in this game. Like there was no anxious moments. You could tell that the Jets were a little bit hyped up for this game. And the they just popped their balloon so early on that it was just beautiful to see, to watch this team you know, just methodically just dismantle a team. Yeah, we'll talk about the defense in the second half of the show. Uh, specifically, I, I think about what I suspect is one of the best defensive, individual defensive performances by a player um, that I can actually remember over the past, you know, and I'm going back to thinking about, you know, performances by Cam Wake or performances by Jason Taylor when I talk about Bradley Chubb and we'll get to that in the in the second half of the show. But just offensively, I just thought, again, a mature performance from Tua uh, and the absolute, the perfect deep ball. I thought it was really good yesterday, but the one throw that was almost picked by, by Quincy Williams. But beyond that, everything else was really, really just well judged. It was smart. It was heady. It was mature again. You know, and even though we ran the ball a lot, we didn't actually pick up an awful lot of yardage on the ground. Until the numbers aren't great for Mostert and for Achan, but just taking what a good defense. You know, and everybody says, "Oh, the Jets have given up." The yeah, the Jets are still the number five defense in the NFL. We made them look very, very amateur. Um, and look, and I'm not. You know, I I make the the mistake every day. I don't know about you, but I make the mistake on that hell site that is Twitter of of clicking on the for you rather than the people that you're following. <laughs> And you end up getting into these whole sort of, you know, the, and the, there is an element of Dolphin fans who like, you know, compare everything that, that Tua does to everything that Justin Herbert's ever done or that Josh Allen does. And did you know that my dad's bigger than your dad and my dick's bigger than your dick? And it kind of it just gets so tired. Oh, my God, it gets so tiresome. Um, my know, favorite was all the, the, the morons yesterday talking about why is everybody talking about Tua having an impressive game? It wasn't really all that impressive. Yeah, but like that whole kind of, you know, the overdoing of the, oh, you know, he can't play with Tyreek, but he clearly plays with, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we get the message. You know, you don't have to kind of ram it down the throat. We we kind of knew that he would be okay with without Tyreek because, you know, there's a lot of weapons on that on that team. Um, but, you know, it was good that, yeah, and then people complaining today that, oh, you know, if Tour had been terrible without Tyreek, we'd have heard it on the national shows, but we haven't heard it on the national, you know. I've heard lots of people, lots and lots of people talk about how well Tua did without, whether that was Albert Breer today, that's Peter King, whether that was on Sunday Night Football last night in the preview show, Maria Taylor, all of those, you know, let, let's let's be serious. Let's be real about these things. You know but what it, it is? It just... Florio, Florio and Chris Sims have such a large audience and and, of yeah. course, and that's not mentioning the the Colin Cowherds of the world right. that absolutely 
that absolutely despise Tua Tungvalu. Yeah, but, but to be fair to Chris Sims, you know, he said, because I, I, I was literally watching the live show and they showed the highlights and Maria was doing the voiceover and then and Sims said, great performance by Tua. So, you know, we, yeah. we've kind of got to give a, you know, a bit of give and take, but but just generally, it was nice to see. You know, Darren Smythe was involved in Julian Hill and A Chan and Cedric Wilson and Berrios caught a ball and you know had that great catch on the sideline and you know Robbie Chosen had two or three catches. Obviously, Waddle was in. You know, a lot of people were touching the ball. We were diverse with what we were doing. The run game, in terms of that sort of slight misdirection, just to hold defensive linemen, seems to have evolved again a little bit. As you know, that's a sort of feels like a little new introduction. You did your you did your always excellent breakdown of the offensive line performance today in uh, Only Fins, which is our, our three dollars a month Discord. It was great to see Toron Armstead back to that kind of level that he performs at, um, and that we know he can play at. And, and Kendall Lamb stepping in for, for Austin Jackson got good news from Mike McDaniel today, but just felt like a comfortable, competent, important offensive performance um, from a team that. You know, because it could have gone either way, Alf, couldn't it, after last week? You know, this team could have fallen apart or they could have regrouped. And it certainly felt like they regrouped as an outfit and as a unit and and, and came together yesterday with a with one purpose in mind. And whether or not two is, you know, they're kind of the the hand, the talking signal after the, the Jalen thing was a dig at the media or was a dig at whatever, or whether it's a private thing, who knows? But clearly, you know, a switch was flicked in those last couple of days after the Titans' defeat and this team was absolutely on it. Yeah, and NFL football games can turn on almost anything. And I'll give you a perfect example. Last night, if you watched that game, the the Jaguars were competitive for about Mm. two quarters, maybe. But that game was essentially a beatdown. Yet, the referees, in my opinion, and the the former head of officials came on uh, Sunday Night Football to, to emphasize that they actually did blow that call on that touchdown. I don't know if you saw the play at the at the back of the end zone. Mm. But if they call that correctly, according to the former head of officials that was on the air saying, I don't know how New York missed this call, that touchdown would have put them down one score and the Jaguars would have had the ball one more time. Okay? Maybe it's different. Maybe the, the Ravens just pick them off in the end zone. Who, who knows? Maybe it doesn't. it's of no consequence. But still, it's... That, that's how a game that was completely dominated by one team can easily turn on you and be decided in the final seconds. This team could have easily gone out there yesterday, uh, you know, farted around between the 20s and gotten a bunch of field goals, and all of a sudden you're in a one-score game and something crazy happens in the fourth quarter. Because you know why? It happened already. It happened last week, okay? So they didn't do that. They methodically just dismantled this team that was coming off of a high against uh, against the Texans. And you even had the added incentive of Aaron Rodgers spreading rumors. Uh, and I don't know if, if they were going to be true or if he was just lying, but he was spreading rumors. You win this game. You know who might come back next week. All of that, none of it mattered. Miami just, from the opening gun, just dismantled the Jets every way possible. They had a really professional and clean performance uh, on offense. Uh, They had their issues, and I'm pretty sure in the second half of the show we're going to get into some of those issues. They're vast, although they're getting some help uh, here soon as they're getting more talent in the fold. But again, it was just a really professional effort, nice and clean, and 
kind of confidence boosting, right? Mm. Like, yeah, teams that, especially if you, you know, I don't want to jinx them, but look, I, I, spoiler alert, I think Miami's going to play really well against Dallas and they're going to beat them. Okay, I think the doubts begin the following week. I think that's when the more uh, tougher competition comes. But Tua is putting together a December to remember. Okay, his passer ratings, even though he had that bad game against Tennessee, his passer rating is way over 100. He hasn't thrown an interception in December yet. He has seven touchdown passes. Uh, team is two and one. If they could string some wins together here, that's another narrative that will go by the wayside. So, yeah, uh, confidence all the way up. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed every part of that game. Every part of it. The run game, as you mentioned, didn't perhaps you know click the way that we maybe hoped it would, but obviously understandably that's a good team, certainly up the middle, certainly on the perimeter, two really good linebackers, excellent secondary. But a boost today, Chris Brooks is coming back off of injured reserve. He'll be activated and put on the 53-man roster. Uh, his practice window closes tomorrow, so like McDaniel said, he was it was a fairly easy decision for him to be activated. So he will be on the 53 in the next couple of days, and he brings something different to that to that run game, doesn't he, in terms of just a bigger back, can run with power, can run with speed. He's been quite impressive as a um, as a rookie, as a guy that, you know, you can get you can get the ball to and not worry that he's going to make rookie mistakes. Yeah, he's another he's another weapon. Uh, uh, it also gives them another body for special teams. And if you've been watching their special teams, they're they're moving way too many people around, and you don't notice special teams until until something bad happens, and you don't want something bad to happen because you're moving people around into spots that they're not usually playing. Uh, Chris Brooks is a guy that's that's a core special teamer. So that sh- uh, that should give the the special teams a, an added boost. So and he is a weapon, absolutely. And that's another thing I want to get to. Uh, Chase Claypool, the one time he makes an appearance, it's such a good appearance. Uh, mm. Two yard hitch, eleven yards. Although it gets called back on and holding on a holding penalty that I didn't that I didn't think was of any consequence. Thirty yards away from the play, like who cares? Pick that flag up. But it was, you know, it was nice seeing a 6'4", 240-pound guy catch a, a ball two yards and take it 11 more. Uh, that's a weapon that I think they have to employ a little bit more here going forward. Yeah. The news about Brooks, obviously, is that there, there is one remaining uh, designation to come back, which almost certainly will be Jerome Baker, which means that Isaiah Wynn will be done for the season. Yes. In terms of the offensive line, how are you viewing it moving forwards in terms of um, – feels like Lester Cotton is going to be one of the guards. It feels like Rob Hunt hopefully will be back, maybe not for Dallas, but certainly for, you know, and you kind of want him back for Dallas because, you know, the Diggy Zua and those guys on the inside are really, really good for the Cowboys. But important that Baker comes back, but obviously some questions about the offensive line. He only played a couple of snaps yesterday, Jonathan Harrison. What were your impressions of of what he was able to do in those two snaps? Uh, in those two snaps, uh, Mobile looks great in his uniform. <laughs> Okay, uh, he did easily get off to the second level and wall off a guy, but I tend to I tend to not put too much stock in that. Scores thirty to nothing. How hard is a linebacker going to play that snap? You know, when when a guy's like uh, you know half ass blocking you. Uh, what I did notice for the entire game, and I gave Liam Meikenberg a lot of credit. He played an average game. Let's not let's not get too crazy here. Uh, he played a completely average game. 
but he was in some serious pain. Liam Eikenberg, you can tell, was laboring, okay, all day. And that's going to be important this week. Uh, Liam Eikenberg is going to have to live on that training table uh, all week. He's going to have to get his massages, his therapy. He's going to have to be – essentially, I don't think he's going to participate too much because he played this game out of sheer guts and not wanting the Dolphins to, quote-unquote, be scrambling for centers on game day. So he gutted it out. But what I saw at the tackles was pretty damn good. That was Teron Armstead once again. And Austin Jackson, I know, went out with an oblique injury, and that's another guy that's going to be uh, in in, ther- in physical therapy all, all week. Uh, although they mentioned that he's day-to-day, so that's good news. Kendall Lamb looked great at right tackle and then played a little left tackle as Teron Armstead had to leave for, for his tee time. I didn't see many issues on the outside. Most of the issues are inside. And like I said, uh, Eichenberg, obviously playing injured, was very, very limited. Cotton, I don't think, played all that great. And I think Robert Jones is just, you know, his two injuries this year were major injuries. Remember, he had a bad knee injury. He was out for almost six weeks. Comes back, re-aggravates the injury. So you know he's not well. And you could see that his anchor was way off in this game. And I understand he's playing against pretty damn good players, especially Quinn and Williams. But still, that's not Robert Jones. One thing you could count on Robert Jones being is that he's strong. Okay? Especially against a one-on-one rush. He can handle guys like that because he is a, he is a strong man. Um, he is essentially kind of just a little bit one-dimensional now. He's good combo blocking. He's good moving a little bit to the second level. But his pass pro is really suffering, and I think it has to do with that knee. I don't think he has the strength in that knee. So all the issues are inside. Is help on the way? Yeah, uh, Pro Bowl help. But we're waiting on him, and that's Robert Hunt. Good offensive performance, very good offensive performance by the Dolphins. Obviously, we know about the three big games that are coming up. We we don't need to know any more about it in terms of I'm already nervous ahead of the game on Sunday, and we've only just finished the, the, the this Sunday game. We will look ahead in our 30 show, to that game against the Dallas Cowboys, the biggest game of the year so far for the Miami Dolphins, at home to the Cowboys, who took an absolute shellacking on the road yesterday against Buffalo. In the second half of the show, we will come back and talk about the Miami Dolphins' defensive performance against the New York Jets, and we will also hand out our game balls. You are, of course, listening to a victorious three yards per carry. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six. That's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than eighty five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. Welcome back to Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Simon Clancy with Alfredo Arteaga. Chris Kaufman is on a cruise. That is not a joke. He is actually on a ship somewhere. I don't know where. Mediterranean, Bahamas, whatever. He is high, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe he just said hi. I, I, I can't work out which. Um, if you want to find Chris and, in fact, myself and Alf and other like-minded Dolphin fans in a really nice community of kind of fun people, Kyle Krabs is there. Uh, all sorts of really nice people that you've probably met on social media and on message boards and forums over the years. We're all together on a Discord. It's called OnlyFins. You can find all the details on our Three Yards Per Carry Twitter site. Come and have a play. You'll really enjoy it. There's some really good people on there. We do breakdowns. Alf does amazing stuff. Hosts, chats, and kind of the equivalent of phone-ins and all sorts of stuff. We do breakdowns, video stuff. Obviously, getting towards free agency, the draft, we tend to hear some bits and pieces and we post that in there as well. It's good fun. We're always available to answer questions, to have conversations, and it's um it's a good place. So come and join us there. Come and have a play, like I say. Yeah, I'll- if you want to join it, and we have a dedicated page, which is discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. You just mentioned the draft. I, I got a little piece of information from somebody that I trust. Uh, and I don't think we have to dwell on this. I don't think we have to do 30 minutes on it. But your thoughts, Brock Bowers, top 15 pick. Oh, un- unquestionably. Okay. I mean, he's a top. He's a top four, five overall player in terms of just pound for pound. 
Uh, unquestionably. unquestionably. What's the highest? What's the highest? Uh, I remember Jeremy Shockey going very high. What's the highest the tight end has gone in um, NFL history? Do you have that? Vernon Davis, maybe. Was he the highest? Where, where did Carl did Carl Pitts go fourth? There it is. That's who it is. Must be unless, unless somebody else, unless somebody else went higher, I, I would think that Carl Pitts is the answer to that question. So Eric Ebron went tenth in twenty fourteen. Hawkinson eighth in twenty nineteen. Kellen Winslow sixth in two thousand and four. Vernon Davis sixth in two thousand and six. Carl Pitts fourth in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So look at that. Nailed it without even looking. Yeah, Carl Pitts. Yeah, I, I don't think Bowers will go that high because of the three quarterbacks and because of the two left tackles, but uh, he definitely goes top 10. Um, he is a different beast in terms of, um, you know, he's the kind of guy that, yeah, can you imagine what Mike McDaniel would do with Brock oh Bowers? Oh, my God. Cousin? Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ, yes. that would be unbelievable. I will say this, you know, and, and not to, you know, not to harp on it, but I saw Durham Smythe run a seam pass uh, yesterday, a seam route. Uh, it just doesn't look good. <laughs> no, I, I, I read he, he's a fabulous day. player. Let me let me just say that he's a really good NFL player. He's just not he's not built for the pass game. It's just not. He's just too slow. Yeah. He um, the, the Dolphins. I mean, it's a shame because the, I read this morning they're already forty three million over the over the cap. I was looking at um, who's the kid at Cincinnati? Tanner Hudson. Mm. Um, he looks an absolutely archetypal. Um, kind of you know, up and comer, a guy you know, not particularly well used. I suspect the Bengals resigning. I actually thought he was much younger. I've just googled him. He's actually twenty nine, so I think you probably ruled that out. But he was with the Forty ers during the time with which Mike McDaniel was there. So you know, it's not like McDaniel doesn't know him. He's a free agent at the end of the year, but I think the age will probably rule him out. Um, but anyway, let's go back to the defense. I mentioned in the first part of the show, Alf, Bradley Chubb, you know, a phenomenal performance. Three sacks, uh, two forced fumbles, one recovered fumble, two tackles for a loss, seven tackles. Uh, I can't remember, genuinely can't remember uh, a, a more dominant performance from a, an individual player. And I know, yes, the Jets' offensive line is ailing, but these guys still get paid. Um, he's still professional athletes out there. And he was, I mean, I, I think he's been brilliant all season, actually. Uh, I know he took some unnecessary flack for the helmet slam the other day, which was foolish, but not the end of the world. Um, but I think he's had a brilliant season and he was just absolutely next level. It was one of the best performances I've seen by a Dolphins defender in many, many years. Yeah, when they paid him all that money, when they traded for him, they looked, uh, I think that they looked at him and they said, this is what we want, you know? Uh, and sure enough, he delivered. Uh, he was just absolutely fabulous. And uh, I also made another declaration off of that game, and I guess you could give your your two cents on it. I think Mekhi Becton is either a right tackle or he's a bust. He was a pylon yesterday, and Bradley Chubb just kept running right around him. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Mekhi Becton? I think, that, I think the ship sailed on him. Yeah, I think so too, actually. I think the ship is... Um... It's yeah, I'm looking for, for great performances. I remember Emmanuel Ogba's performance last year against Buffalo, but uh, he had two sacks called back. Uh, I guess that's bad luck. But he did have four quarterback hits, and he had four pass defenses, which means that he batted down four passes. But he did not have a sack, and he only had one solo tackle. I can't find it. It has to be probably a, a Cam Wake game. 
You know, if you go way back, uh, Lewis Oliver had a three interception game in a pretty big game against Buffalo in Buffalo for the division lead, a game in which Miami won 37 to 10. Uh, that was also the year that they lost to Buffalo in the AFC championship game. So don't get too ex- excited about that part. But yeah, this is one of the best performances by a Dolphin defender in in a long time. I can't remember the last one. So yeah, as advertised, uh, that's what you expected. Uh, everybody kept saying before the game, you know, Mackay Becton can be beat. He hasn't been all that good. Well, that wasn't beat. That was annihilated. That was that was to the point where you might consider benching him. Do you know that Miami had at one point, and I love this stat, uh, because they went to halftime with this. They had more sacks on defense than the Jets had yards at halftime, mm. which is insane. They had 22 pressures. They had 14 quarterback hits. Uh, that was a dominant pass rush performance. And if you start looking at those stats, uh, they lead the league in pressures now. And yeah. depending on what happens tonight, because a pretty good pass rush is playing tonight, they might lead the league in in um, quarterback hits. Now in sacks, they are three behind the Ravens for the all time for the for the league lead. So those are pretty damn good numbers for a pass rush. So absolutely, it was it was a fabulous performance, and I think that's the, and and it's happening against everybody. They had they had Patrick Mahomes under siege. Now their their tackles are not that good either. Uh, but they've been pretty good in all these games. They, they got after Jalen Hurts, too. That's a really good offensive line. So yeah. this pass rush is real, and Bradley Chubb is having a fabulous season. He has six forced fumbles, leads the league. I think if he could get into that 14 range for sacks, he could be first-team All-Pro. That's a possibility. He's going to be on a good team. If Miami gets like the two-seed or something like that, or the one-seed, and Bradley Chubb is sitting there with 13 sacks, and he has all these forced fumbles. He could be first team All Pro. So yeah, great trade. I think he might struggle just because when you look at the guys in front of him, but TJ Watt seventeen sacks, Daniel Hunter fifteen and a half, Khalil Mack fifteen, Trey Hendrickson sixteen, Crosby no, Crosby thirteen and a half, and toughing it out on that bad knee. Josh Allen thirteen and a half. It, it, I mean, he's had a great year. I think it's difficult for him to, you know, to to maybe to get. And we haven't even talked about. You know, Miles Garrett who's having an unbelievable season, and but it, you know, taking nothing away from from Chubb whatsoever. I thought the two interior guys as well were were just phenomenal yesterday as well. Sealer and uh, and Wilkins, they worked so well together. I think one of the, you know, actually, you know, you could see a scenario where one or both of those ended up as maybe second team All Pros. I think Justin Madubuike of of the Ravens has been the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL this year. I mean, he's I think he's got twelve sacks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just been phenomenal. I think he's had a half sack in every game this season, um, which is incredible for an interior defensive lineman. I mean, that Baltimore defense is... is uh, one interesting thing, uh, before the season, we were talking about uh, Christian Wilkins, and when we were doing our predictions for the season, uh, I asked Chris and I asked I asked you uh, how many sacks for Christian Wilkins because everybody kept saying, oh, the magic number is 10 to get paid. He's at, what, eight and a half right now? I think all of us put him right on that number, right, at 10? It looks like that's going to happen. Yeah, he has been. Um, he has been everything that you'd hope for, and a lot, lot more. I think he's been phenomenal this season, Wilkins. I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the linebacker play because 
Hannah's gone under the radar a little bit. I, I feel like David Long from about week four onwards has been as important as any defensive player out there. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. I think he was outstanding. His run fits are so good. He comes downhill so so well. Uh, he's just such an important player. I think he's been just so under the radar good for Miami this season. But Duke Riley, I thought, played really, really. He's a very. He's always been a very good coverage linebacker. But he reads his keys well. He moves his feet. I, I thought that Riley was ex uh, was excellent again yesterday. Having followed up that, you know, I thought it was good against Tennessee as well. But I thought that was a really encouraging performance from from Duke Riley, who's going to have to be again really good this week coming with, you know, Jake Ferguson and the way that they work underneath and with Tony Pollard and all those guys with you know Dak's ability to to create plays with his feet, but some some conversation around Long and, and, and Riley for the listeners in terms of how they performed. Uh, I love David Long. I love what everything he's done. They're, they're playing him a little bit more in Jerome Baker's role. Uh, as a blitzer yesterday, he was phenomenal. Like, he gets on that quarterback quick, and, and he comes down fast. And he's not and he's not missing guys. Uh, Zach Wilson is a guy who's, who's kind of fleet at foot, really mobile, and he wasn't making David Long miss. He was making him move right into the rush where it's coming. So, uh, David Long has been absolutely great. Uh, it's been great that he's been healthy. So he changed one narrative about him because he had that that issue with his soft tissue in, injuries, and to the point where Mike Vrabel actually mentioned one of as that as one of the reasons why they didn't resign him. So yeah, he's at, he's been absolutely fabulous, and it helps that Duke Riley is, is also played really really well. And you know, Jerome Baker has been adequately replaced uh, in these last two games. And Jerome Baker's had a great season. So when he comes back, it's going to make them that much better. It's going to keep them fresh because now that now they know that they can play three guys if they have to. So uh, all of this has been a revelation and all of it has been pretty damn good news on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Dolphins did very well yesterday. It's certainly in terms of communication on the back end. We, we talked about communication breakdowns at the end of the Tennessee game. And to me, it felt like specifically from the safety spot, without having Deshaun Elliott out there, without having Javon Holland, we were relying on Elijah Campbell, uh, Brandon Jones. I think there were some communication breakdowns towards the end that allowed DeAndre Hopkins to get open, to move for the Titans to move the ball down the field. Felt like yesterday was much more, uh, and I know it was different, you know, you know, but Garrett Wilson is still a very, very good player. Um, Zach Wilson to come off the 300 plus yard passing game. So, the, you know, there's still talent out there. Again, these guys get paid. It just felt generally, though, even without Xavier Howard, without Deshaun Elliott, without Javon Holland, it felt much more organized, much more under control, much more impressive than it had done a week ago against Tennessee. Absolutely. Jalen Ramsey traveling with, with Garrett Wilson. Love to see that. Yeah, me too. Okay. Me too. I, I absolutely love that, that Vic Fangio identified a problem. What's the problem? Garrett Wilson's really good. Okay, how do we erase him? Well, how about we put our $24 million a year cornerback on him? And when they sat Xavier Howard and they sat Javon Holland, I was thinking to myself, man, these guys really have a lot, a lot of confidence in these guys. Deshaun Elliott did not pass his protocol. He should be passing shortly, by the way, so that's good news. He should be on the field against the Dallas Cowboys this week. Uh, like that's that's you know, that's very, very likely at this point. And yeah, their their communication was absolutely superb. Brandon Jones getting two interceptions, coming out of nowhere, taking one from from Eli Apple. And speaking of Eli Apple, very professional effort, played really really physical. You kind of want to see that from from your backups. 
And the Jets found success against the, the Texans by employing their, their, their tight ends. They attempted to get to that, and it didn't matter. They got on that. They erased Garrett Wilson for an entire half. I believe he had one target in the first half. Uh, he did not have a great game. Uh, I believe Jalen Ramsey allowed one reception, if that was it. Got a big hit on Garrett Wilson at one point as well. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it, when I said that this game was a confidence builder, it's it, it was a huge confidence builder. And for all the right guys, like they're going to need all of those guys. You know, it's not, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's hope that we're going to have an intact secondary from now until Las Vegas. But yeah. you know that that's not the case. Eventually, somebody might go down and you might need one of these guys to step up. And this was a confidence builder for those guys. So, absolutely. Very, very happy with that performance. We've gone 36 minutes without talking about uh, what happened elsewhere in the AFC yesterday. Disappointing in the in the late game that Jacksonville just couldn't kick field goals, that Trevor couldn't hold them to the ball, uh, and the Ravens remained the number one seed. New England jockeyed with Kansas City for a little while, but the Chiefs managed to pull it out at the end. Um, but the most disappointing was obviously the absolute beatdown that the Buffalo Bills gave the, the Dallas Cowboys, the two hottest teams in the league, uh, for my mind. I always look for teams coming off the back of Thanksgiving who are red hot. And to me, the Bills, you know, last couple of weeks, I mean, to be fair, they went to overtime with the Eagles on the road. They they beat the Chiefs on the road. They come home. They smash the Cowboys. Um, and they did it in a manner, Alf, that we're not used to seeing, which was Josh throwing seven or eight, well, seven or eight completions and then running... 38, 40 times behind James Cook, behind Josh Allen. Uh, I thought it was a masterful offensive coordination performance from Joe Brady. You know what you can do with Gabe Davis, with Dalton Kincaid, with with Stefan Diggs through the air. But to be able to establish the run, I, I, I just thought they absolutely dominated Dallas in the trenches, both on offense and on defense. Couldn't get anything, couldn't, wouldn't let Dallas get anything going on offense. This Buffalo Bills team is going to be a problem, isn't it? Especially when you know that you know they're facing. The Eastern stick-led Chargers, who just gave up 62 points, 63 points to the Raiders, who the week before lost a soccer score 3-0 to the to the ailing Minnesota Vikings. Then they played the Bailey Zappi-led Patriots before playing against Miami. This, this, this is not a team that you want to face at any point, but to me, it just feels like there's an ugly kind of Miami faces Buffalo week 18 and then probably faces Buffalo again in the first round of the playoffs in the wild card. And if anything goes tips up between now and then, it'll be us going to, to upstate New York rather than, than you know, having the Bills come back to us in in the playoffs. It just feels like there's some sort of weird destiny that either we're going to end up playing the Broncos or we're going to end up playing the Bills. Uh, Well, there's, there's two ways to, to look at it, okay? Uh, the Bills lose tiebreakers to damn near everybody in front of them. If Miami wins the next two, then the Bills are pretty much screwed. Okay. Uh, then they can only get, which is kind of good for us, at best, the five seed. And that's with them winning all their games. Okay. So we're talking about Buffalo winning out. We win our next two. We win our next two. We're the AFC East Division champions. We could set everybody against Buffalo. And kind of give them a nod, like, hey, go ahead and win. Because then they go to Jacksonville as the five seed if they do win out. And yeah. we are at least, at the very least, the two seed. That's if we win the next two games. Okay? So we will play something like, we will play probably Houston 
or Cleveland, something like that at home. So that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it, of course, is if we drop the the Ravens game or we drop the Cowboys game, uh, then that last game in week 18 is for the division title, right? So, you know, and then the permutations go that we can't, if we win one game, which is just this week, okay, just let's concentrate on beating the Cowboys. Just like like Mike McDaniel said, you beat the Cowboy, you know, we're, we're talking about the Cowboys, and he gave carte blanche, I don't know if you saw it today, he gave carte blanche to his entire entire team to just tell the the media to fuck off if they ask him about any other games other than the Cowboys this week. (laughs) Okay. So if you saw that and you believe that Miami beats the Cowboys and you run all these permutations, if it all goes tits up, Miami's traveling to Jacksonville or Houston yeah, in in the first round, because they will be the five seed with 11 wins. We have less than a minute. So your game balls, mine are this week to Mike McDaniel for a mature coaching performance and to Bradley Chubb for just a phenomenal defensive performance. Who are yours, Alf? Very quickly before we go. Uh, Armstead, Kendall Lamb, they were absolutely spectacular at tackle. Perfect. We will be back on Thursday with our preview show ahead of a massive game against the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you for listening. This is Three Yards Per Carry. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Carry. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.